traveling the world searching for equestrians of all breeds. The journey starts now on the International Equine Network. Hey, good afternoon, equestrians. This is Scott Miller coming to you from Delray Beach, Florida. Nice and sunny. We used to say sunny, but it's raining every day about this time. And I mean, we're getting heavy rains today and everything, but we're going to talk about uh, the horse business and all the different things that we've got going on here uh, in, in South Florida. Uh, it's really, really been pretty good here so far. The winter was great. The winter was great. We couldn't ask for any better weather than we had here this winter. It was great. All our show horses did real good. Didn't miss any time, no downtime for our thoroughbreds or standardbreds or our show horses. So that was good. And now they're all going back up north to, to show race and do what they need to do, uh, you know, in their trainings and everything. So, uh, you know, that's pretty good. One of the things that, um, you know, we're going to mention here real quick is the, the forest fires they had in Canada that really affected our East Coast. And it came all the way down actually to Louisville, Kentucky. And um, they had a couple of days where they didn't train. Uh, there at Churchill, and they had a couple of days at Belmont and the East Coast where they didn't change. And, and you know, of course, the Belmont and all the big races are this weekend uh, at Belmont Park. So long story short, just to let you know, missing two days of uh, training this close to um, the Belmont, you know, and all the other stake races that are coming up uh, this weekend, it really didn't matter. Uh, they're, they're pretty much in in tip-top shape, and uh, they're not going to lose anything off of missing, you know, just two days of getting out and training. So, you know, just wanted to let you know about that and everything. But all the horses came through good. Um, it didn't affect them, you know. Uh, it, well, it did, but not much, you know. Uh, it's normally, you know, uh, what we would normally feel. So everybody's good. I talked to all the trainers uh, today, and they're all in good shape. Everybody's going to, uh, you know, load up in the gate tomorrow, and and we're going to see what kind of, uh, um, you know, race we have tomorrow there in New York. And if you go to our uh, to website, to www.ientv.org, uh, you go down, scroll all the way down to the bottom. And uh, the 2023 Triple Crown in American Tradition, um, you can see uh, uh, some good little articles there. But most importantly, and I'm telling you, this is the best program that I've ever seen in this country. It's the best. It's produced by Naira, and it's called Talking Horses. And, you, and if you go there tomorrow and uh, take a look at it tomorrow morning, It'll give you all the insights on the Belmont Stakes. Uh, it, I mean, it, it's really a, it's going to be a good program, and you go and see that. And if that don't get you ready for the, uh, um, you know, for the Belmont Stakes, nothing will. Uh, I guarantee you that. But um, you know, it's it's going to be a great weekend for horse people. The horse shows will be going good. Uh, we've got a lot of things going on, polo wise, uh, standard bread wise. Uh, you know, uh, this is a time of year you can get it caught up every every day on IENTV.org. We're getting ready to wrap it up uh, 24-7 now, and uh, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. And, <laughs> you know, <laughs> show you how you know when you're getting old. Uh, this year is the 50th anniversary of Secretariat winning the Triple Crown. 
It's the 50th year. Man, where did time go? You look back, I remember in 1973 being at Churchill Downs. And, you know, I'm sitting there, uh, you know, watching the race and everything. Uh, I just turned 18 years old. And uh, I was out on, on my own there at Churchill Downs. And, man, was that a great race. That was a great race. So it's going to be interesting to see uh, how they celebrate that this weekend. Uh, Belmont Racing Festival uh, Secretary-related giveaways. And that's what I like about when you have uh, uh, big-time uh, horses like Secretariat. And, you know, you got, uh, you know, big horses. And, and a lot of these uh, tracks now are getting involved in having giveaways and having all kinds of things that they do you know, to uh, remember, you know, the historic races. Um, 50, it's the 50th anniversary of Secretariat's historic 31-week victory uh, in 1973 Belmont States. During the Belmont States Racing Festival, uh, from Thursday, June 8th to Saturday, June 10th. On Friday, June 9th, the first 5,000 fans to pass through the main admission gates at Belmont Park will receive a commemorative poster of Secretary crossing the finish line in 1973 Belmont States, which many consider the greatest and most electrifying racing performance in history. Designed and painted by Secretariat artist Lisa Palembo, um, the 11 by 17 inch poster design uh, was inspired by an image shot by the late Naira photographer Bob uh, and uh, the jockey Ron Turcotte, um, back in at the uh, distant field as he crossed the finish line to clinch the ninth triple crown, illustrated by photograph of the 20th century. We're getting a lot of rain here, guys, so we're going to be coming in and out. We're going to be coming in and out. Heavy day here today. But um, they, a lot of the tracks have that. They, they have a, a, a signature a race or horse or, you know, something that, um, uh, that has happened at their track, and they usually have it by uh, giveaways. Now, like I tell you, up at Saratoga, it's really great because Saratoga always has something good, you know, to give away. Uh, same thing at Del Mar and Keeneland, Churchill, you know, all, all the tracks. It's just uh, really, it's really a good Good thing to do, and it's a part of history, you know. And here, you know, I, I, I sitting here looking in my office, and I looked over there, and I seen uh, my Kentucky Derby glasses from uh, uh, the Preakness and the Kentucky Derby and the Belmont uh, from 50 years ago. And I said, "Well, gee whiz, those glasses have traveled thousands of miles with me across this country, you know, as I go racing and all." But it's kind of nice to do that. It, it looks. It, Gives us something to look forward to, um, you know, on the uh, Belmont Day. Uh, tomorrow we're going to have the documentary uh, on on the website, uh, Secretariat, and it's a really it's a good hour and a half long, and it's a great great movie to watch. We'll, we'll be posting that up tomorrow. But um, like I said, talking horses tomorrow um, on our uh, Belmont segment uh, on the website is really good because. You've got a great crew, and they go behind the scenes, and they talk to you, uh, to you about each individual horse on, on that day's race card. Uh, it's, really, it's really a good thing, you know, to see one of the best uh, 
programs I've ever seen. And then another thing about uh, our website, uh, we, we go a lot and do a lot of things with, with uh, Fox uh, radio, uh, TV. And so it's kind of exciting. Uh, they have what they call America's Day at the race. And it's a live program, and it comes from all across the country, and it's in conjunction with uh, Naira and Fox. Uh, you know, it's it's really uh, unbelievable. Uh, they even talk about uh, international international uh, programming that they have. Uh, so, you know, that's what I like about uh, what we do here. We kind of cover the whole thing. We had uh, today, which is going on now, we got the um, OBS 2023 uh, June under tax sale uh, that they have. You see all the potential uh, horses that are coming up, uh, you know, that could possibly be derby runners next year. And it's a day long, uh, uh, it's a day long, uh, well, five days long uh, it's been. Uh, you see the horses go under tax. They work three eighths of a mile. And then there's a little commentary on each one of them that they have. So that's pretty good. And now we have um, another project that's coming up tomorrow. Is FEI uh, Dressage Nations Cup. Uh, it's an Olympic qualifier, and uh, you can see that on um, on IEN International Equine Report. Um, and that that'll be coming to you tomorrow live. Got to get up early for that one, so because it's over in Europe, and that's a good one. And then uh, one thing that I suggest horsemen do, and there's a lot of controversy about the Heiser, um uh, about uh, the new rules and regulations that have come into effect. And uh, we've got a nice program uh, on, on there. It's a YouTube uh, thing from Heiser, and they explain a little bit about Heiser and what they do and how they're doing it. And, I mean, it, it's really interesting to see, uh, you know, the things that they're trying to do to um, actually, uh, you know, keep up uh, with safety and the things that they need to do in the industry to make it a better, a better, uh, you know, racing and showing and that type of thing. And one of the interesting things about this, this Heiser, is they were quick to get to what the problems have been. There were uh, seven horses that broke down during Derby Week at Churchill Downs, which was which was horrible. You know, anytime a horse breaks down, you know, we just hate to see it. And so they had that, and they had a couple of trainers that had horses die on them, and it was just literally one of the worst uh, ever, ever times for horsemen at, at derby time. And, and so, you know, you get to thinking about it and, and you um, you hear people saying, oh, well, they're doping horses and they're training them too early too, you know, and they're doing all these different things, you know, with the horses. And it's come to find out, you know, Heiser jumped in there real quick. They, uh, Examined the track. Uh, they did. They did a lot of things. Went over a lot of records that they had. You know how the horses uh, uh, trained and what they were doing prior to them breaking down. And everybody said, "Oh well, it's a track. Santa Anita, it was a track. You know, Churchill, it's a track. Uh, you know, they're saying it's a track. It's a track. It's a track." Well, they come to the uh, conclusion that they cannot put their finger on why these horses broke down. They don't know. Uh, they've done the necropsies, and they're just trying to figure it out and find out, you know, what had happened. And a lot of times, uh, you know, this is going to be the interesting thing we're going to find out here, is 
how did these horses train? And the, the, the most crucial time I personally feel is the yearling, from the yearling to the end of the two-year-old year. I think that is the most crucial time for these young horses. And the reason I say that is because when you start training a horse and stressing the body of a horse and everything, uh, and I don't mean this in a bad way, but it's it's no other way to say it. It traumatizes the body, and when the body is traumatized in humans or you know horses or whatever, but in particularly horses, what happens is blood is sent is in in all kinds of minerals and things are sent directly to that area to help rebuild it to help the bones recover, to help the body recover. It's like lactic acid. Uh, you know, to get that lactic acid, if you stretch real hard and squeeze it out, you know, you feel a lot better uh, you know, when you get that lactic acid out. The same with the horses. Uh, when you come in and you start looking at them and you start doing um, bone cell studies and you start doing uh, um, ultrasounds and things of that nature, you can, you can really follow your horse you know, as it grows, uh, in particularly if you do the lungs and the heart, you know, and, and the legs. And then you have to really monitor that. Uh, you got to make sure that you bring them along slow. You bring them along slow and, and, you know, back off of them a little bit on training. Don't get on, an, uh, on a um, schedule where you got to have this horse ready to race by, you know, April, you know, or May. Uh, you know, you don't want to do that. Let the horse tell you what's going on, you know, and you can do that in all kinds of ways, ultrasound, uh, you know, uh, stressing, uh, stressing an ankle, uh, do all kinds of things, you know, to uh, find out how, how they're growing, you know, and just watching them grow. And, and another big thing, too, is monitor the weight. If you, monitor, if you weigh those horses every week or, you know, a couple times a month, and you, you catch those growth spurts, you'll know when to add feed and when to back off. And same in the training. You'll know when to train a little harder and train a little less. Uh, you know, that you, you can do that. And so that's what I like about Heisen and their program. Yeah, it's a group that come in, comes in and they analyze all situations and all breeds, uh, whether it's racetracks, showgrounds, uh, transportation, feed, uh, you know, that type of thing. Uh, they're there, they're there on the spot and they have many experts that are evaluating the information that they gather up. And that's what I was uh, like to see about uh, the deal we had here with Churchill. Um, you know, they evaluated it and, and, and it's not, it's not, uh, that they came out and said, Oh, it's the track, you know, or it was the medication, you know, or it was this or that. What I like about Heisen. Heisa came out, and they were honest, and they were uh, right to the point. We can't say that it was the track. We can't say that it was the medications. You know, and that's, that's really good that now that they do that. There, it's the process of eliminating everything that it could possibly be. And they did that very quick. And they started with the track, and they you know, went to what medications the horse has and, uh, you know, the whole nine yards. And that's, that's a true way to evaluate anything that you do, you know, in sports and life 
in the way you run your farm. You know, you go in and you eliminate what, you know, what it could be, you know, and eliminate what it, what it is. And so now everybody said, oh, the track at Churchill, they're going to have to replace the track. They're going to have to do this and have to do that. You know, that's not the case. They can't prove that it was a track. You know, they, all they know is unfortunately they had seven horses go down in a week's time and they don't know why they did it. You know, the necropsies didn't reveal anything telltale. You know, they looked at the track, you know, yeah, they broke down on the track, but why? They can't say why. They can't say the track was bad. You know, if there was a hole there that they stumbled, you know, what have you. And now when they go back to the necropsy, they can start uh, doing studies on the bone density, uh, muscular, muscular structure, you know, how the horse was moving on the track. You know, did, did he hit a hole? Um, did he just take a bad step? You know, what happened? See, that's the things that we're finding out now. Uh, you know, it's going on with all those. And so now, you know, I'm saying to everybody that I talk to, it's, hey, you don't know. You know, you don't know when you go out there. It's like a football player. You can do everything. You can tape him up. You can do all the things that you need to do to that football player. But he's going to go out there, and if he twists an ankle or gets a bruise or gets hit hard, you know, you know, what do you do? You can't prevent that. And I think that's what's happened here in the horse industry. It would be nice to be able to prevent all horses from breaking down in the show horse, in the standard breads, everything. It would be great if we could do that, but we can't do it. We don't know why those horses took a bad step. Over, over time, we'll eliminate all the things that we think it could be, and we're going to find out. You know, so, so that's what I like about Heisen. Um, you know, and, and keeping on the same line with Heisa, uh, there are three racetracks that, cra- that cancel racing due to poor air, air quality. You know, and, and that just goes to show you that, w- that we're trying to do what we can do, uh, you know, here, uh, you know, in, in the business. And uh, there was smoke from 400 wildfires in eastern Canada that carried into the northeastern United States, casting poor air quality. Um, has forced cancellation of racing at Finger Lakes, Delaware Park, and Penn National. So, and also got Belmont too. They, they ended up getting Belmont yesterday. So now, you know, you're sitting there and thinking, like, well, you know, oh, you know, we can't go race and we can't race. And like I said, if, if your races were canceled this weekend, then you know that, that's uh, you know that's a shame. But it's all about the horse and horse safety. That's what we're looking at. And, uh, you know, the air cleared out, and you can go back to racing. Missing a day or two of racing at this stage and point into a race, it's not going to hurt your horse or, you know, uh, throw him off. It's throw him off his schedule a little bit, but, you know, nothing that would cause him to, to lose a race. You know, so that that's one thing that, um, you know, they were looking at. They stopped training at Belmont. Uh, in the mornings uh, at Belmont and Saratoga. And so that's the things that, that Heisa and the racing industry and the show horse industry is now doing. They're starting to take precautions. Uh, you know, there's a lot of times people just forge ahead and say, oh, well, you know, that's just part of it. Same thing in the wintertime when it's raining. 
you know, or here in Florida and up north, or if it's snowing up north, you know, or the conditions are bad, it doesn't hurt to miss a day, you know. Of course, the tracks don't like it because they're missing out the money on, uh, you know, the wagering and, and uh, all the TV revenues and that type of thing. But finally, the horse industry has drawn a line in the sand and said, hey, look, if the conditions aren't safe and conducive to raining, to racing, then we're going to call, we're going to call the races off that day. There's going to be a lot of people who are going to get mad about it, but you know, it's about the horse. It's about the jockey and all the people involved. You know, that's what we're looking at for it. And so, you know, it's, it's hard to say, you know, what life brings to you every day. It's something different. Like we've always talked about, it's about being organized and doing the right things and having the right people. And, and it looks like that horse racing and horse showing is getting to that point to where they're doing that. And it's kind of exciting, you know, to see. So now we're going to take a look at the race day card at Belmont tomorrow. It's a good race card. And I, I was excited about it. And I said, no, I'm not And I said, uh, we're going to take a look here and see. And this, this is what I like. This is the part of the year I like. It, it's like, for example, like um, everybody said, oh, well, the Belmont's tomorrow, the Belmont's tomorrow. Yeah, that's that's the big race of the day, but there's a lot of good races on that card tomorrow. And if you tune in tomorrow on Talking Horses on IENTV.org, you'll get the whole shoot match. You'll get the wagering. You'll get the who's who, the watch what, and what happened to each horse. You know, are they ready to go? And it, like I said, it's a good program put on by Naira. And what I like about tomorrow, and it's well, like I said, we got the, um, you know, we've got the uh, Belmont tomorrow, but we have a thing on there tomorrow. It's called Winning Your End. It's a Breeders' Cup uh, challenge, and uh, they've got quite a few races over the um, over the summer and, and come leading into the Breeders' Cup in November. And what I like about it is every track, like say tomorrow, you know, that's Belmont Day. And so they put two or three uh, winning your end Breeders' Cup races in, meaning if you win, uh, if you win tomorrow in one of these three races, then you automatically get a, a free bid to uh, the Breeders' Cup in November. And so that's really good. And, and all the tracks have it, like um, they're at the Haskell and Monmouth Park, and and uh, you know up at Saratoga and Churchill, Keeneland. Uh, they got um, usually on the big stakes tracks days uh, at those tracks. That's when they had the winning your in. So it really makes for a good day and good entertainment in here. And tomorrow, uh, the first one uh, that we're looking at is the Ogden Phipps. Uh, post time is 3.02 uh, p.m. Eastern time tomorrow. It's a $500,000 race for fillies and mares, four-year-olds and up, going a mile on the 16th on the dirt. And, you know, everybody tries to plan out their, uh, their season and, and you try to point your horses towards race like this. $500,000 is a lot and winning your end is really good, uh, you know, for, for the Breeders' Cup thing. Uh, tomorrow there's a six horse field. Like I said, it's a $500,000 race. Uh, it's a great race. I mean, probably some of the best, um, uh, horses I've seen, and not to jump onto the favorite right off the bat, 
I tell you what, George Weaver has got a horse in here called Pass the Champagne. Uh, she's a five-year-old mare, and uh, she's a good horse. Uh, she This horse can flat-out run, and uh, she get on the lead, and she's going to be hard to catch. you know. And if you do catch her, you're going to have to stay with her. And that's the second part of that uh, that phenomenon with her. Uh, you know, she gets out the lead, you chase her, you catch her, then you got to put her away, and that's hard to do. Uh, then Chad Brown has uh, search results. Uh, don't know much about this horse, but it's a quality horse. And that's for sure. Chad Brown's not going to bring something over there and it ain't going to run. And, and you got to always watch him. And he, remember, Chad's a New Yorker, so he, he's going to be there with, with the horse. Uh, so that, that, uh, that, that's my two right there is pass the champagne and search results. And, and I, I tell you, people are screaming and hollering at me about that because we have, um, Secret Oath in there from Dwayne Lucas. Secret Oath is a big time stakes horse. She's big in the game, you know, and I'm sitting there thinking like, why am I going against Secret Oath? I said, I should know better than that. I should have my, my eyes poked out, but a secret force is really good. Uh, so I'm looking at passion champagne, search results, and secret oak, and that's going to be a big one there. And Steve Axmusen has Clarier uh, in, in there, and, and Clarier is a nice horse, but you don't know when she's going to show up or if she's going to show up. You don't know what the heck's going on with her. But um, that's the $500,000 Ogden Phipps grade one post time 302 tomorrow. You can see it on IENTV.org live. Then we're going into uh, the uh, races. And I tell you what, this is going to be a cavalry charge here. It's in the Japur states. It's a grade one post times at uh, 419 uh, p.m. Eastern time tomorrow at Belmont. It's the $400,000 for three-year-olds and uplands going six furlongs on a turf. So this is literally a sprint race on a turf. And I'm telling you, you know, when you get into races like this, anything can happen. It's a great, it's a great, great race to go in. And if you're a gambler, be sure you watch uh, Talking Horses tomorrow on on uh, from Belmont. Uh, on intv.org, they'll figure this all out for you. And I'm telling you, I, I've pulled this up, and I, when I saw it, I had to re- recheck my computer. I said, "We're going six furlongs on the turf, and we got a we got a 16 horse field. That's a, that's so crazy. There's so many good races there. Of course, they're not, you know, they're not a, a grade one like this one." But, you know, the purse money is good, but 16-horse field. And I started going uh, down through here and looking at it, and uh, Wesley Ward's got Go Bears Go on it. And Wesley is a master on the turf. You know, I think and he's got Ortiz in the saddle. I think that's going to be good. Um, you know, then we start going down through here and looking at him. Mark Cassidy's got uh, uh, Ice Chocolate uh, in it. Uh, that horse is really a good runner. Uh, you know, that he's, he's a possible winner. Uh, you know, Go Bears goes for Wesley Ward's a possible winner. Um, then you start going down through here and then arrest me red, Wesley Ward. That horse is, is primed and ready to go. 
And I said, man, what in the heck is going on here with all these good horses, uh, you know, from all over? And I, I just don't know, you know, about all of them, but those are the three that I like in here. And let me tell you something. Let me give you a little behind-the-scenes story here on Leslie Ward. Leslie Ward uses, he points all his horses to be ready for the Keelan meet in the spring. And sometimes he gets a few in at Churchill, but Keelan is his main testing ground. And he goes out and he tests his horses there. So now he's coming in. And I guarantee you, if you look at Go Bears Go, Bread in Ireland, and you come down here and look at uh, Arrest Me Red, bred in Kentucky. They're older horses, and they're good to go. And I guarantee you, if one of these two horses wins or shows real good for him, you'll be seeing those horses over in Ascot in three weeks. Because Wesley trains all his horses from Ascot for European racing. And, what, and the reason he does that is so that he can get them lightly raced over here. And next thing you know, he's coming back and, you know, he, he's winning over, over in Ireland, you know, or England. He, he was the first, he was the first American trainer to win the stakes race at Ascot with American horses. And so that, that, that's something that just really, really, you know, sticks in my mind when I start seeing these trainers, you know, who they are and see who the owners are. Uh, that make, that makes a big difference, you know, when you come in here and you start looking, you know, who they are. For example, um, uh, you, you look at there's owners. There's uh, Gary Barber. Uh, there's uh, Peter Brandt uh, has horses in. Uh, you know, you're looking at all Qatar racing. Uh, you're looking at all types of, uh, you know, international, you know, owners and breeders that are, that are out there. And, and if you can get... Uh, a grade one snakes race here in the States, uh, you know, like uh, we're talking about uh, here at uh, Belmont tomorrow and then go to, go to Ireland and, and when, and you're, you're looking at some, you know, you're looking at some pretty doggone good, uh, uh, money. And it's what I like about it is six furlongs. And so you get that speed into them before you go to Europe, you, you got some money, uh, you know, that you'll be coming up over there, uh, you know, with. And then uh, this has been one of my favorite races for a long time. That's the Hillendale Metropolitan Handicap. It's a grade one post time is 5.04 p.m. Uh, Eastern time. It's a million-dollar race, a handicap for three-year-olds and up when you're going one mile. And what I like about this race is if you win this race with the quality that's in there, you, you've got a nice horse, uh, you know, that you're looking at, uh, that can has you have to have speed and you have to have stamina to go a mile, and uh, you know that that's, that that says it all right there. Everyone. You you hit you hit the home run with this one, and when you when you send that horse out to stutter for you know to do his breeding chores, uh, you're going to get a lot of people because you got speed and stamina in here, and, and it's a handicap, so you're going to see some of these horses are going to have less weight than others, but the, the primary one that I like is Cody's Wish, and there's a story behind that that you'll see tomorrow on Fox, 
uh, which uh, I forgot to tell you, Fox is broadcasting uh, all uh, the Belmont and all the big races from Saratoga and New York now. They, they got a good contract, and so it'll be good. We'll have that on America's Day at the races uh, all across the country. And then you can get it, go direct to it uh, on INTV.org. And you can come up there and you can see that, you know, that's coming on. So that's uh, that's good. But Fox is really good. And, uh, you know, that Cody's Wish, the story behind that is, is unbelievable. Um, it was about a, a young young boy that... Um, they had some physical disabilities and and uh, couldn't do much. And they took him on a on a, on a uh, tour, uh, they, they, just to get him out. He lives in Lexington, and uh, they took him out to a tour. And um, the Godolphin people uh, invited him to uh, to the farm. And uh, you know, I just I, I say this time after time after time, and people don't don't understand. And I get a big laugh out of it because after I talk to them, and, and like we had an incident today here at the farm, and I'll tell you about here in a minute. But um, this Cody's Wish, uh, it, it, it's a beautiful story. Um, his family takes him out, and they go to Godolphin, and they go out to the farm, and they look at him and looking at the horses. And the young man's sitting in his wheelchair, and, uh, you know, it's just, it's just a perfect scenario. A lot of horses around him, but this one horse... This one horse came out, a yearling, comes out of, out of the pack of horses and walks over to him and nuzzles him, starts smelling him, just stays right in front of him, just staring at him. And, and, you know, they, they were just amazed and they, and, and, you know, the kid liked it and everything. And I won't call him a kid no more because now you're going to find out the true story. His name was Cody. Cody. And they named it Cody's Wish. And I'm telling you, this horse has just done every, any and everything that he could do. And uh, Cody's been there uh, with him a lot in the winter circle up there in Kentucky. Uh, did a lot of good things, you know, uh, there for him. And uh, so the story behind it is, is now he's, they're, they're together and, and he goes to the races and, and he should be. I hope he's there at, uh, at the races tomorrow for the Metropolitan Handicap. But that's Cody's wish. And I tell you what, you, you've got to root for that horse. He's trained by Bill Mott. And I'm telling you, this horse is really good. You know, it, it's just, uh, he's had some races where you never think he was going to win. And this horse comes out of nowhere, you know, and, and he wins the race, you know. And it, it just, Cody just gets so excited about it, you know. And so that's what I, I, I like about, you know, horses and all the horse stories and everything. It gives me something to talk about every now and then. But um, the rest of the race has got a good feel. Uh, Slow Down Andy uh, from Doug, uh, Doug O'Neill. Um, he's a California horse, and he, he's had his ups and downs. And he's been good, and he's been bad, and he's just, you know, I don't – he's all over the place. Uh, and, and the same thing with uh, Charging. Uh, that's a Todd Fletcher horse. Um, he, he's, uh, you know, he, he's going for a million dollars. And Charging's had, had good races and good works, and – had bad races and bad works. I mean, he was down here with us this winter, and you know, he he never he never was the same every Saturday. Uh, he was different. You know, uh, there were good days, bad days, and so we don't know who's going to show up on that. And I'm sure Todd's got him in the right spot to you know to get there. 
um, then, uh, t- um, Chad Brown, he's got a horse that, uh, he's just kind of faded away over, over the, you know, the last spring and, and coming into summer Zandon. Um, he's a nice horse. Uh, it's always competitive, but I just don't know what, uh, his deal is. Uh, you know, uh, he, sh- he doesn't show up as much as, uh, as he, we thought he would. You know, all over the racing end of it. Uh, so we're going to see. And Chad's always got him ready. He's a New York trainer, and you know he's ready to go go with it. Um, and uh, there's one horse in here that uh, I I don't know uh, what the deal is with him. Whitey Barrio was under uh, a different trainer uh, here that had some uh, issues and and some different things. And so the owners took Whitey Barrio. And sent him over to Richard Dutro. And Dutro's just coming back off of a 10 year suspension, uh, for some violations that he had. And so they've got him back and, and over. And I tell you what, Dutro's a good trainer. You know, he's a good trainer. He just had a lot of management issues in his stable and that got in him into some big time trouble. But, um, I tell you what, if this horse is going to run, it's going to, it's going to be him, uh, you know, running there. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see, uh, what happens, uh, you know, with it. So, uh, that's going to be interesting. And then, uh, if, if you go to intv.org, we're getting ready to talk to, um, uh, the, uh, Mike Poli, uh, for the, um, for the Belmont tomorrow. Uh, you know, it, it looks like that he might, uh, be in a situation to where, he could win it again uh, this year. That's going to be uh, uh, interesting to see what happens with him, you know, on that. Um, I tell you, the Belmont tomorrow is a wide-open race. Uh, Mike Rapoli's got uh, Forte uh, in the in the Belmont. Uh, Forte uh, had some issues at the Derby. Uh, he did a lot of things uh, over the winter that got him in a position to have the most derby points and the favorite for the derby. But unfortunately he ended up with a, a bruised foot. And so they had to uh, take him out of the derby and he's been recovering good. He's gone through all the highs of protocols and the vets have checked him and, you know, his foot is good as it, it's, it's ever been. And so um, they're going to have him in there. But, um, the thing that, that, uh, I, I have a hard time dealing with it's a six horse field and you have this kind of quality. You never really see this kind of quality, um, you know, in the, in, in this type of race, you see two or three good horses, but you don't see six or well, in this case today, we're looking at nine horses and any one of the nine can win it. Any one of the nine can win it. Uh, Brad Cox has got Angel of Empire, and, and that horse was good, but he just, I, I don't know what happened with Brad over the spring, you know, and coming into the summer. He just got off track, and, and it goes back to, and this is what my personal opinion was, what happened. Brad Cox is a good trainer. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. He, he, he is just as good as if anybody else, and he's a future Hall of Fame. That's for sure. But the problem that he had this year is he was in, he was down in uh, New Orleans and he was in, um, uh, hot springs 
and they had bad weather. They had some real bad weather uh, this year, and I tell you what, you know, I, I, I've always said I, you got to go where the weather is going to be consistent. Yeah, it could be Florida, it could be it could be New Orleans, uh, you know, it, it could be Hot Springs, it could be California. Um, you just got to go and, and look over the years, and if you go to uh, the weatherchannel.com, you can get that kind of information, how the weather's been. So long story short is, is I think that he had some problems uh, this year, and, and I think that that rain and, and missing training days, they missed a lot of training days in New Orleans and, and Hot Springs, and, and I think that, that really affected his horses and got him out of sync. And, you know, so now he's on that roller coaster trying to get him back in the sink. He, he might have done it. Um, he might have done it. He's got a horse called Hit Show uh, in there, uh, a really nice horse. Um, again, it's one of those horses that really never got to do what you think, you know, we thought he was going to do. He's got Angel of Empire in there. Uh, he's a nice horse. Uh, he's not, again, it's up and down, up and down. The one that scares me the most is um, a horse in there called Red Route One. Uh, Ash Mason was high on this horse at the beginning of the year, and then he just kind of fell off, you know, to uh, one side or to the other. And so, uh, you know, I said, well, tomorrow's the big day. It's the big dance. you got to find out what they're doing, uh, you know, how they're going. Uh, and so lo- those are the highlights of some of those. But now we get into uh, to um, – uh, Brad's third horse is called Tappet Shoes. And this horse is a good horse, but he's just not strong enough. I don't think he's ready to roll against all these big horses. Uh, he might be a, a top-notch allowance, uh, uh, you know, a horse uh, that, that you could run all year around, you know, and, and make some money with him. And then we have um, Tappet Trice. Tappet Trice uh, is a Todd Pletcher horse. And I tell you what, I saw this horse all, all winter long down here. That horse is a monster. He is a monster. He hasn't had the idea situation yet. Uh, he he loves training at Belmont, uh, which he's glad to be back there. And, and I'm telling you, I think this horse, he might like that board up tomorrow. He he just might do it. He He's a monster. And I think you're waiting to un- unleash him. And I think today, uh, tomorrow's going to be the day they do it. That's uh, Tappet Trice. Uh, he's breaking for the um, three-hole. And we're only in the Belmont States. You're going a mile and a half, you know, uh, for a million five hundred thousand. And uh, I'm telling you, it's a, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, what he does. I think you're you're going to see a super horse tomorrow out of him. Uh, then we have uh, National Treasure, which is Bob Baffert's horse, and he he's back in the game now. And so you, you're sitting here and you're looking at, uh, you know, all the horses here and, you know, the reason why they're trying to do good and, and all. And so I, I'm telling you, I think Bob's out for revenge. I think he's out for revenge. And I think that's what he's going to do. Um, he's going to come out here and he's going to make a good run of it. Uh, he's going to push all the horses. And I think it might be one of those deals and it's going as far as you can as fast as you can for as long as you can. I think that's what they're gonna what they're gonna do. So um you know we're gonna see with him. That's National Treasure. Uh the number four horse tomorrow. Then we got uh 
the horse that uh, you know we've been talking about for a long time is Forte. Forte has done everything more than they've asked for him. Uh, you know, he, he's done everything he possibly asked to do. And believe you me, to see this horse run, you know, in person, uh, you know, this horse is good. And, and I can tell you about a horse when he's good and what the people, I'm, I'm good at reading people talking about horses when they tell me. I, I love to talk to people about, you know, a certain horse, a horse they have, you know, or, or what they're doing. Uh, I love talking about that because I can get a real good read on the horse when I talk to him. Forte, and this is a good example, Forte wins the Florida Derby. Well, he didn't do it very good. Time was excellent, better than most. He, he put the field away. He had a lot of trouble, a lot of problems. But when people come up and a horse wins like Forte, they say, oh, well, you know, I wasn't that impressed with him. But he did what he, he did what he had to do to get the million dollar uh, you know purse money, and no telling what he would have done in, in a Kentucky Derby if he didn't have the bruised foot. You know he went in there as a favorite, and so I start talking to people about horses and, and what they're doing and where they're going with them. And Forte, all ever since he won the Breeders' Cup Juvenile, it's been one of those deals. Well, you know he didn't do that very good. Comes back again, wins again. Comes back again and again, wins again, wins again. You know, and so that's what's interesting to see. You know, when when they uh, start talking like them about that, and you know, I, I tell you, I, I love the horse racing business. It's my life. Uh, you know, I love it. It's great. Uh, it's been good to me. Could have been better. Could have been worse. You know, but I enjoy all the memories that I've had, all the stories that I've had. And uh, I'm kind of one of those guys, sometimes, you, you know, oh, well, he won by two lengths, you know, 10 years ago, and you look down and it was by a nose, you know, so I don't, but I don't get into that. I, I liked all, all the stories and everything. And, you know, with Secretariat, I remember being in, the, uh, you know, at Churchill and, you know, him winning. Uh, that was the year I graduated high school, you know, and, and I say, holy cow. And then, as this horse went on, that just solidified my 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 desire and need to be in the you know in, in the horse business. And it's the memories that you go through, and um, you know it's the things that you do, and it's hard work. And, and I, I love doing that, you know, that type of thing. I, I love making the memories with the friends and the stories that you see. I love seeing the horses when they're young, you know, and you go up and you and you're touching them and and, and you're you know rubbing them and and you're getting up to the, uh, um, you know, getting them to the track. And, you know, so those are the things that I like. But I uh, I even like more about the things that we're doing now in the business, especially with the Internet and, and television and, and things of that nature. I love that that part of it because what, what it does is it keeps you excited. It keeps you excited. Even though if you don't have any knowledge of the horse, you know, it keeps you excited. It keeps you uh, interested. And, you know, uh, you got all kinds of places that you can go to. You can go to the Kentucky Horse Park, the Florida Horse Park. Um, you can go to Socrates up in New York. Um, you can go to Pimlico in Maryland and see all these historical sites through history. It's not just about horses, but it's history. You know, and when you get into Maryland, 
uh, you know, they have the crab cakes and you get to Kentucky, they got the uh, Kentucky burgoo, you get to New York and they got the, the, the elite of the elite. It's the champagne, it's the food, it's the people, it's New York, you know. And then as I always say, you know, by the sea, by the sea, by the beautiful sea, Delmar is the place to be. And let me tell you, my friend, that is for, that is a fact. Delmar is one of the greatest tracks to go to. It's laid back. It's it's uh, relaxing. Um, you're right there at the stands. You can see the ocean, the horses, the movie stars, everything. Delmar is the place to be. And I'm telling you, every track has their moments, like Saratoga. They got their 30, 40 days, you know, in the summertime up at Saratoga. Uh, you know, Belmont's got their, their meat. They got the nice, uh, statue of uh, Secretariat there, Belmont. Good photo op for a vacation. Um, you know, that type of thing. Saratoga is just Saratoga. It's, it's a, it's a 35 day party, uh, up at, uh, Saratoga. Uh, Delmar is the same thing. You know, it's a great party. Um, Churchill, Keeneland, they're all historical, you know, sites that you can go to and, and look at. And they've got a beautiful bronze statue of Secretariat, um, you know, up at Belmont now. And uh, I tell you, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Just the history. And what I like is most of the tracks have libraries or museum that you can go to. Uh, Churchill's museum is just, is just unbelievable. Uh, I like it. You go in there and you can interact with a lot of things. You can pull up on video the uh, um, races from back in the 50s. And, and uh, you know, they've got all kinds of things in there you can uh, take a look at. And, and a, a good, um, you know, little uh, uh, shop there that you can get things in. And, you know, just kind of really make it, make it you know, uh, a special visit. Well, all the tracks are like that. Uh, unfortunately, we lost Arlington Park this year. Um, they put the Chicago Bears, uh, you know, in, into the uh, Arlington Park uh, facility, which you hate to see. And we lost a few other uh, tracks. We lost uh, Pompano. It was a harness track that was uh, here in South Florida at Pompano Beach, Florida. Um, it was a great uh, training facility. Uh, it was a great uh, racing facility. They had a lot of um, movie stars that went there, athletes that went there. It was a place to be. It was the hardest racing capital uh, in the country in, in the winter. You know, it was good. And unfortunately, due to, uh, uh, you know, uh, financial situations, uh, we lost Pompano and everything. But they had a nice facility there, you know, also back in the day. And also that's, you know, what I like about um, the horse business, the history that's there. Uh, we got a great thing, uh, down here at Wellington, uh, the Winter Equestrian Festival. You see some of the best riders from all over the world down here all winter long, you know, jumping for a lot of money, a lot of uh, pride and prestige. Uh, you know, the facilities are immaculate. It's like the Disney World for, uh, horses. Uh, we have, uh, the World Equestrian Center up in Ocala. And I'm telling you what, it, that's like a Knott's Berry farm there. Uh, that place, there's so much to do and so many things to do. And, you know, it, it's really something else, you know, to see the World Equestrian Center. I tell you, another place is um, Parker, Colorado. You know, you get out towards Denver, beautiful surroundings, beautiful settings. You know, it's, it's just un, unreal. 
when you get out there uh, to see that. Um, there's a lot of places in, there's a nice uh, facility um, called Socrates. It's up in uh, New York. And man, I tell you what, you know, that's nice. But the, the whole thing that I'm trying to say is don't let the media, um, make, don't let the media make the decision for you what you think about the horse industry. Uh, the horse industry is constantly pushing its, uh, uh, you know, agenda to be safe, to be good, you know, to monitor and make sure that, you know, there's no wrongdoing, no legal situations in there, you know, to win a show or to win a race. Uh, you know, that's what, that's what we try to do, you know, and that's what we're trying to do here. Get behind it, you know, and I'm telling you. Uh, I'm not afraid to say anything about any trainer, good or bad. You know, if somebody's out there and they're doping horses, I'm going to tell you about it. You know, if there's guys out there that are going the extra mile, you know, that they normally wouldn't have to do to make sure their horses are safe and good, that's what we're here for. That's exactly what we're here for. And we would like to get you guys to call in sometimes to 323-744-4831. And ask some questions. We'll answer them. You know, we'll get right to the point on them. Uh, one of the best things that I that I've said, and unfortunately for me, over the last couple of years, I've had some things, you know, that I've been dealing with. But um, and, and for the website, five years ago, I called it out. I called out the horse industry, and I said the main thing is, is it's about distribution. Oh, well, you know, we got to do this, we got to do that, you know, to get the people in. How can we do that? I said, well, there's giveaways, but you gotta, you got to inform the public. you got to inform the public. public. It's about distribution. It's about watching it on TV, having it access on your phone. And one of the biggest things that, that, I, that I like is I got into the polo business, and I told them, I said, you know, you need to get on TV. You need to do quite a few things. And being here, let me tell you something, being here in, uh, in Florida, especially Palm Beach County, where you had have uh, the polo uh, club and you got the, the Hall of Fame here in, in Lake Worth up here, um, let me tell you, they said no four years ago, five years ago, no, no, it's not going to happen. Four years ago, no, it's not going to happen. Three years ago, well, maybe. Two years ago. The polo people went around and ran around me, and they got programming on local television. And it was being on Sunday night. You know, I said, come on. You can't have it on Sunday night. You got to have it on, you know, a mainstay. Now you come on to polo and you go to Chucker on, on, uh, uh, on the programming that we have here, and let me tell you something, my friend. They're playing polo matches right and left on it now. They found out that that television works, and they're playing it in the afternoons and all during the week. You know, and they got a lot of live, a lot of live programming. And the polo schedules are kind of different. It's not like a Saturday or Sunday thing, even though it can be somewhere. But for the most part, you know, they get it all during the week, and it's something good to look at. And so that's that's what we're doing with that. It's all about distribution. You know, you want to have the good stories. You want to have the stories about Cody Wish. You want to have the stories about me and what I went through. You know, 
I was I was eight months in the hospital and struggled every time that I did a show. Struggled every time. You know, but I made it through eight months of chemo. You know, and God blessed me and he took care of me. And he let me live again to see another show, another race, another, you know, horse sales. And, and so that's what we're doing here. Uh, Belmont Park's got a great program on today. Uh, they're showing a lot of the track. It's Secretariat's 50th anniversary. And they got a lot of people there. And, you know, it's just uh, one of the greatest things ever, you know, to see. And, and the thing I like about it is Fox stepped forward. Fox stepped forward and jumped on this. And, and they, they got horse racing from all over the country now. And what I like about Fox, it could be small races or big races, but Fox is there day in and day out for the horsemen now. You know, and I'm glad to see that. And I can't wait for the programming that's, that we're going to do out of Saratoga this year. Well, I tell you what, that's going to be an all-day deal. You know, you, you can stay at home, go out in the backyard, turn it on the TV, fire up the barbecue, and it's just like you're going to be at Saratoga. You know, plan your plan your days around the programming that's coming up now. You know, that's what we want to do. But all in all, you know, we just want to make sure that the horses are safe. We want to make sure that the riders are safe, that the grooms and, and uh, you know, everybody involved in the business are safe because it's a 24-7 deal. You know that you have, you know that you have there with them, and so um, you know I'm all excited about it, and I'm excited today. Uh, I've got a horse running in the eighth race at uh, at uh, Gulfstream Park today. Uh, hope he hope he does good. Uh, his name's Ironworks. Uh, been a partnership with Spendthrift Farm, and um, I like I like his chances today. He's going to be on the Tapita track for the first time. And what I like about it is uh, if he's going to be on the Tapita track, then that gives us, you know, a a vision towards running on the grass. Uh, We had so much, uh, so much problems getting him in on races on at his level. Um, You know, the races weren't going or there's too many. We get opted out of them and everything, but I'm kind of excited about what he might do today and see what's going to happen. Uh, you know, it's going to be interesting to see. But um, that's on INTV.org. It's Ironworks, the eighth race. I think it's 417 is post time. Join us tomorrow for Belmont Day. We've got a lot of things going on there. We've got some uh, good show horses uh, shows coming out of uh, Europe this weekend that are Olympic qualifiers. Uh, we've got a lot of good things, you know, going on. Had a good sale at OBS today. Which is which was good, and then the horses that were in the uh, under under tax sale today at OBS they'll start selling on Monday, and we'll have that live, you know. Uh, so uh, call us or email us uh, i e n t v equine tv i e n equine tv uh, at gmail dot com or five six one four six six one two seven two, and you know hey go out and check out the horses. You know, check those horses out and see what they're doing. So join us next week at 2 o'clock on BBS Radio for the International Equine Report.